Being a professional isn't about the money you make, the position you hold, your level of expertise or fame. It's the motivation and the attitude you bring to your work. A desire for always learning and improving and balancing your creative output with getting the business done. Welcome and join the Creating Pros. Hi, and welcome back to Creating Pros. I'm your host, Jim Nettles. And this week, I want to talk a little bit about how we approach business, how we approach creativity, and kind of the reason all this stuff really gets important. Um, over the weekend, had a couple of things go on. You know, it's that that whole thing of both business and personal life that really kind of gave a little bit of flavor and context to some of the stuff I want to talk about today, where, you know, things happen, life happens. And we really don't have that long on this particular rock to make things go around. And since we know that we really have kind of a finite period of time in which we can come out, do our creations, make the work that we're going to make and leave our mark on the world. You know, that's really one of the biggest things as creators we get to do is leave a legacy of the work we were managed to be able to produce in our lifetimes. And a lot of the time, some of that may not come out until after we're even gone. And so I just want to kind of dive into what do we need to do today? Where do we need to find that motivation to keep the work going? Also want to talk a little bit about how do we continue to find and develop and work on our craft, make better product, come up with new ideas and all these things that are really core to any creative business. Because at the end of the day, we want to create fan bases. We want to create you know, we want to create something that's a sustainable career. But at the same time, there's another part to it. How do we create things that will create legacy? How do we create those things that create the fan base for today and potentially even for years to come, even after we're gone or have stopped creating and producing new work? And I was thinking a little bit um, uh, for a particular project I'm working on, a particular book I'm working on, something that goes back to my childhood. And I was kind of reflecting on this and, and working on the story. Um, I was probably 10, 11, 12 years old. And I got a gift for Christmas. I think it was either Christmas or my birthday. And it was a basic aeronautics kit. And it was a little box. And it had in it everything from how to create the most basic of paper airplanes, little balsa wood airplanes, a small little powered airplane, and kind of the big piece of, of it was a model rocket kit. And of course, this was all you know, small stuff and really simple and, and the basics. It was meant to get you invested in the idea of science and technology and, and innovation. And being the kind of kid I was, the first thing I wanted to go to, of course, was, is it the paper airplanes or the boss wood? No, I want to build the rocket. I want to put the build the rocket. I want to launch the rocket. I want to see it go up in the air. I want to hear the little pop, watch the little balloon and watch it or watch the, the parachute as it floats back down to earth. And a large part of the purpose of the kit was walking you through the science and creating the principles of the science that were used in how flight works, how propulsion works, how these different moving pieces work. And of course, being a kid, I wanted to jump straight to the end. I wanted to go straight to the what looks big, what looks flashy. And part of the way the kit was designed was you had to build this before you could build this to build this. It was a very step-by-step -step sort of a kit. And it's not really designed to go jump to the end. And this is one of those things that I didn't necessarily understand at that age. And my parents were just like, yep, we gave you something you can go try to blow yourself up with. 
We'll see how that works out later. Well, over time, I realized as I kept having problems to build the model and, and get it ready to go, because it wasn't that complex, I had to go start at the beginning. And starting at the beginning was literally something like folding and creating a paper airplane. I'm sitting here going, I can do this. I've, I've made a bunch of paper airplanes in my life. But this was a very specific kind of paper airplane. You, know, you had to follow the lines. You had, had, kind of had to follow the steps to make something in a particular way to understand then how you could modify it, how you could change it, how you could play with it. And work from paper airplane up to, you know, a little balsa wood plane with, you know, put on the propeller or a little rubber band. It would fly. Well, if you made certain changes, you could make it fly straight, fly in a circle, do loops, do all sorts of stuff. But again, it was that idea of how do I learn the steps? How do I learn why something does what something does and going through the process? What made me think about this and, and reflect on this was I was talking to somebody we're doing work with, and it was, I want to jump straight from, I've got an idea to where I have something in hand. And part of what this came out of was we were talking about uh, the innovations with ChatGPT in this particular case, but it applies to a number of, of things that have come up over the last week. And it was the idea of, well, I can take this, I can have ChatGPT crank something out and then we'll, we'll be done in a couple of hours, right? And I looked and I said, okay, let's, let's do this as an experiment. Let's let the tool do what the tool does. And we fed it some prompts, we gave it, we ran through and ran through a number of different scenarios. And then we took the output of that and compared it against much better product, much better output. Um, put it against things that had been written that had more of that human emotion, human feeling behind it. And going back to the idea of one of the shows we did on ChatGPT a couple of weeks ago, you know, it's that idea of, is it a tool? Absolutely. Is it something that can jumpstart some of the work? Sure. Are there problems with it? There are a ton of problems with it. And from a creative standpoint, one of the biggest problems is just because I had an idea doesn't necessarily mean I know how to execute on it. I go back to the idea of me playing with wanting to build the big airplane and the big rocket. Well, until I really knew the principles of what I was trying to do, I couldn't build the bigger pieces because I didn't understand what I was doing or why some of the things I was doing weren't working or why some of those things were ultimately not going to give me the results I was, was wanting or working towards. And I look at a lot of what I see going on right now in the, in the business, um, not only from a fiction standpoint, not only from a nonfiction standpoint, but what I see happening with some of the other people we do work with that are businesses that are um, creative businesses that are trying to write their ad copy, trying to do copywriting of emails. Authors I know that are trying to produce better, more effective newsletters that give people more about the reason to understand who I am as an author, who they are as an author, who they are as a publisher. And it's because everybody's trying to jump to the end. They want a definitive end result. And I get that. I get the idea of I want something just simply to work. And I was at dinner with a, a friend last week as well. And this kind of is the other part of what brought this to mind. We were talking about a couple of things that, that he's had going on. And it was the difference between approaching them as a business versus I'm just going to keep hitting my head against the wall until it works. And when you're stubborn, like both of he and I are stubborn, you can do that. 
I've done it plenty of times. I'm still doing it now on certain, certain things, certain projects, because I'm approaching them from the aspect of if I bang my head against the wall, I get to learn how it works, why it works, why it doesn't work, how things could be better. But that is something that I'm doing consciously. And it's because to do things and treat them fully like the business aspect of it, the things that ultimately will produce better results faster, things that will produce greater results in the long term, comes from looking at things from a business engine. And for the writers out there, for publishers out there, for creators out there, is it work? Absolutely. Is it the fun work? Not really. Uh, you know, a lot of the time what people don't see is they think that the life of a writer, the right life of an artist is I'm sitting all day doing the work. I'm sitting all day cranking out words. I'm doing research. I'm thinking about the fun stuff. What people don't necessarily see or think about, and this is just as true in a restaurant. This is just as true in an attorney's office, in an accountant's office. People care about the results they're going to get from the work they're doing, from the, from the work they're buying, the services, the products. If I go and buy a book and I read a book, what I care about is what I'm going to get from it. Am I getting information? Am I getting enlightenment? Am I being entertained? Am I, I getting an escape? That's what I care about as the reader and the consumer. But when I look at it from the aspects of production, um, even as an author, do I care necessarily what the, what the publisher does as long as they come up with a good product? Do I care what the publisher does as long as it helps me reach my audience? Well, the answer in certain ways is no. I, I don't necessarily care about watching the feet kicking underneath the water, making the duck move forward. I don't necessarily care about what it takes to make the accounting work. I don't care what it takes to make the marketing work. I don't care what it takes to go through and decide, am I using this word or that word? Am I going to use this art or that art? Am I going to use this font or that font? To an extent, do I care what the process is? No, I care about the result that somebody's going to get for me. However, as business owners, we also should still care about what that process is, at least as far as the results it gives us. And also, sometimes we do need to care about what's happening in the back room. I need to care what's happening in the kitchen if somebody, if I'm sitting at a restaurant. I need to care about what's happening in the kitchen because I want to know potentially what somebody's putting into it. I want to know how they're handling it. Are they doing things in a safe manner? When I look at working with a publisher, I want to have an idea that what they're doing in the back is producing the best product we can collectively do between me as an author, them as a publisher. I care about that what they're doing is ethical. I care about what they're doing and their side of the publishing industry is not going to reflect on me as an author and a contributor if I've published through them in the past. And looking at these kinds of questions to me really kind of poses, how do we approach this? In a couple of weeks, I'll be teaching at the Saga Writers Conference. Um, we talked about that a little bit with Jonathan Mayberry last week, because Jonathan will be one of the two headliners there as well. And part of what I'm going to be talking about is how do we identify the scams in publishing? Because there are a ton of them. 
And not all of them are necessarily intended to be scams, but how do we navigate our way through the industry as creators? How do we navigate our way through business as, as well as we can? How do we go and look for those people that are going to produce the best work we can? Because the truth of it is this, there are times when business changes, you know, between the time we sign a contract to the, till the time the book comes out, the publisher may have changes. There may be changes in staff and team. There may be changes in business model. There are things that happen because as time happens, things change. How do we go about navigating those situations just as much as how do we navigate making sure we don't sign a bad contract with a publisher? How do we go about making sure that we are not giving up rights or how do we make sure we're being paid by the publisher? How do we navigate those times when somebody may be having business trouble as we sit in these current times where we know a lot of things are in flux? How do we go about navigating these streams? Well, part of the reason of understanding business, understanding these components of how things work is because this gives you the tool sets to navigate these waters. It gives you the tool sets to watch and see if the people you're doing business with, how they're changing, if they're having issues, gives you an idea how you may need to adjust. There are times that you know, we've had providers I work with, which impacts some of our clients. There are times that um, I work with other people, other companies, and they have things that impact their business. None of us are insular. None of us are in a position where um, things only impact just us, but what we care about are the things that are impacting just us and the business side of it. So the reason I encourage everybody to go out there and look and understand the business side of what they're doing is because this is what will give you the tool sets to understand and see what's happening around you in the environment. This is a lot like me going and building the aeronautics kit. By me spending the time to learn how the paper airplane flew ultimately helped me understand why the balsa wood plane I was trying to put together was flying in a circle and not flying in the straight line I wanted. It helped me understand when I launched the rocket, why the tail fins flew off and why my rocket blew up instead of instead of a nice little pop and floating back down to the earth in a balloon or with a, a parachute. It helped me understand when it blew up and I had a bunch of cardboard sitting on the ground, what I'd done wrong. Because we're all going to make mistakes in this process. That's part of running a healthy business is trying those things that do and don't work, trying those things that challenge us because the things that don't work are the things that we get to learn from. So the lessons and the things that I, I think everybody should take away from this week are a couple of things that I reinforce regularly. Number one is always be ready to try and push harder than you think you're ready for, but not so hard that you know you can't accomplish it. By getting those small wins and those small losses, teaches us where our thresholds are and they teach us where we need to learn more about what's going on. The next thing that I want everybody to think about and take away from this week is another idea. When we're working with our business partners and working in various partnerships, we have to look at and understand not only the business itself, but the people we're working with and understanding Sometimes that how people we interact with them personally is very different from how we interact with them in a business relationship. And 
when we do these sorts of things, looking and understanding the people in the relationship is really the core because the better we know the people we're interacting with means we're able to do a better job on both sides of the party. A lot of business is about the personal relationships we build, the friendships we build through doing business or the businesses that come out of those friendships. Because again, if you build a strong foundation you on a strong foundation you already have, then it makes it much easier to face those challenges you're going to see and come across in time. And one of those things that I think everybody needs to remember is the tools we put in our hands today are still just tools. We still can't do any business by ourselves, especially anything in a creative space. If we try to do things by ourselves, we don't get the feedback we need to improve. We don't get the feedback that helps us create new ideas. We don't get the feedback that helps create new inspirations. And last but not least, we also don't see where some of the gaps are that we've got to face. And all of us have them. This is part of the reason we also push and stress ourselves is to see where some of those gaps come up. We push ourselves like this to see where we need to grow and learn because we all need to do that all the time. And as we're doing this, as we're going, we're growing and we're learning. And as we're working on all these moving pieces where we're building ourselves as better people, better creators, better business owners, we have to remember that the only thing that is really most valuable for us is time. How we spend our time, who we spend our time with is the thing that will ultimately define our success. Um, when we get down to the end of the road, whenever that may be, you know, maybe we make it to 100 years old and we're still right until a day before we die. For others of us, maybe something happens and we spend years without being able to create. The thing that I think that is most important for us to remember as creators is we don't know how much time we have. We don't know how we're going to be able to work through that uh, particular period of time or when. It may just be that our creative time comes to an end. Maybe it's because physically we're no, long, no longer able to do those things. Maybe it's mentally we're no longer able to do those things. Or maybe it's just because there's so many things going on, we no longer have or carry that inspiration. So what I challenge everybody to do is to find that solid balance between finding your creative inspiration, producing your creative work and your creative output, and also finding that time to enjoy the benefits of that experience. Get out there and find those new experiences, those new friendships. Reinforce those friendships you already have, those relationships you already have, and find a little bit of time to enjoy it because at the end of the day, we only get so much time to play. And the more time you're working and enjoying the work you're creating, the more of it you're going to do. And the, the big lesson I took out of some of the things that have gone on in the last, well, really week for me, is when we look, the things that we enjoy are the motivation for us to push through those times that are a little bit more challenging. The trials, the tribulations, the things we look at and make us question, why am I in this particular business? Why am I trying to do this particular kind of work? And sometimes the answers are things we don't necessarily want to face. Other times it's that inspiration that says, I see now where I've had my roadblocks. 
I see now why I've had my roadblocks and I have the information that lets me get past them, which is now making me a better creator. It's making me a better business owner. It's making me a better person in the communities that I'm in. And so when you look at what you're doing today, and this all feeds into a book that hopefully will be coming out here by about summertime. Um, the mindset, the approach we take to our work, the approach and how we think and reflect on the people around us and how we learn to leverage those people, those friendships, make a call when you know somebody needs something or ask for help. By being able to take that step that says, I need help with something and calling the people that can, these are the steps that are going to help push you forward further in business, further in your creative output, and make a whole lot more meaningful life than you're going to have without them. And so I do ask for everybody that's out there, as you're looking at and thinking about what you're going to do next week, next month, next year, at the core of every business is the same thing. People, all of us, whether it's writers, artists, editors, whether it's fans, customers, readers, whether it is even the people that just help produce the work at the end of it, everybody that's involved is critical. There's nothing ever that I can teach anybody that is the most critical part than who are the people you're working with and dealing with. I can spend a lot of time talking about the numbers, the metrics, the KPIs. And coming very soon, we're going to do a number of shows about the accounting work. But the numbers ultimately don't mean a whole lot unless you're having positive in impact to those people that are around you and having an a positive impact on you yourself and being able to grow and move forward. So I hope everybody's taken a little bit out of this this week. And I hope everybody has a good week. I hope everybody has a good month, has a good year, and I hope everybody finds that next step of creativity. And just remember, there's always somebody out there to help us when we need it. We'll see you next week, and this has been Creating Probes.